Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm here with Alicia Mufin, the, manage, uh, the Deputy Managing Director for Aster DM Healthcare. Alicia, how are you today? Hey Jared, I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for us to chat. I know we chatted a, a while back and we were able to get yeah. this on the books and I'm excited to, to learn more about you and, and Aster. I, I think we should dive right into it. We like to keep these things quick for our listeners so they can get every, uh, every bit of information in a, in a quick sitting. Uh, I'd love you to tell them a little bit about your background and then we'll talk about Aster in more detail. Sure, so I actually grew up here in the Middle East. I grew up in Dubai. I think at this point in time, pretty much everyone has heard of Dubai either because of Burj Khalifa or the ski slopes that we have here. So this is home for me. We're originally from India. Um, but I studied in the US. I was uh, in Michigan uh, for a good number of years and then worked in consulting. I was with Ernst & Young uh, for almost eight years. Uh, and then I uh, joined healthcare and I've been in healthcare for the last nine years. Uh, so I work at Aster. We have a very integrated healthcare ecosystem. This is a company that was set up almost 35 years ago by my father, Dr. Mupin. Um, he started with a small clinic and now we have a network which is more than 365 facilities. We have the clinics, we have the pharmacies attached to the clinics and we have hospitals now. We have hospitals that range from tiny 13 beds all the way to 750 bed hospitals that do the full range of uh, organ transplants, robotics, everything under the sun, some of the finest uh, uh, standards and clinical excellence that's been set. And we've got many of the regions first and high quality awards. We are, um, we are in seven countries right now. We have around uh, 20,000 employees and we serve over 21 million patients annually. Uh, of course, the last year has been one of the toughest years that we have encountered. But for us, uh, healthcare is a mission. It's a calling for all of us here. It is about what we can do to really serve humanity and make the world a better place. So it's been very fulfilling, but also a very, very tough year. What a what an absolute amount of growth to, to go from one clinic to all of these facilities, different types of facilities too, spread out across several countries. That's incredible. And I, and I know through uh, our, our last conversation, there's also, there's additional plans, right? To expand into some other areas as well. Is that still on the table? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the most exciting things that's happened in healthcare is the whole digital uh, kind of explosion, right? You've seen this whole thing come alive. People seen it come alive in the last 10 years uh, in banking, uh, but healthcare has always been a lot more resistant to it. Uh, but I think COVID has kind of really accelerated that whole thing. So we say that it's breaking down all the barriers. So one, we wanna go and be able to expand and Asta wants to go global. So while we have a huge presence in the Middle East as well as India, uh, we are setting up our first uh, facility in the Western Hemisphere. So we're setting up a 160 bed hospital in the Cayman Islands. Uh, so that's something which is super duper exciting for us. Uh, we wanna be able to live our mission, which is to bring quality healthcare at affordable costs uh, to the people that we serve. Um, and then we want to be able to scale and go from these 20 million population to be able to serve a much wider population, which we which we really think digital is going to be the key enabler for that. 
Interesting. Yeah, Cayman Islands is right near right near me. I'm I'm in Florida. I'm in Tampa, Florida. So it's uh it's it's pretty cool that uh yeah, great great location. Um what I'd like to dive a little bit more into, and you already you already covered a lot of the questions I wanted, which is perfect because I usually always ask, right? The why, how, what. So you you yeah. went through that. Um great. I'd love to really focus in on today's conversation, this topic of medical tourism. What is it? And then how is Aster kind of part of, of medical tourism? What, what, are, what is your part in that? Uh, I guess you could call it kind of an ecosystem or a, a way of seeking care, right? Uh, could you yeah. tell us more about, I guess, what the definition of medical tourism is through your lens? And then let's talk about how Aster is a part of medical tourism. Sure, absolutely. So there are two aspects of medical tourism. One is I'm going on holiday uh, and there are some things which would be uh, nice things to do to take care of my health or enhance my health. So, for example, I might go to a tourist destination. So if I'm going to coming to Dubai or going to India, going to Thailand, I might do a health checkup uh, while I'm on holiday just to kind of check where my health is. index looks like. Uh, and I might do things like, um, you know, dental procedures or something around beauty and, and wellness related. But then there is a more serious aspect of medical tourism, which is where people are struggling to get care, where there is no infrastructure in home countries, or where there is a very long waiting list for people to be able to access care that they desperately need. So this is the much more pertinent discussion for us, I think, is about how people who really need, require care, how can we connect them to areas where care is available, where the skilled manpower is available, where people are able to do it at a price point that they do not fall down, uh, you know, whether it's poverty line or whether it is really sort of taking out all their savings, how can you do that? So we actually think about um, uh, medical t- tourism in five, with five S. So the first part of it is safety. Uh, How do you make sure that you go to a place where you know that the clinical standards are high, where you are in the best hands, where you know that uh, uh, global standards are met and benchmarks are available for you to compare? The next S is on savings. How can I do something somewhere else where, where I get the same quality of care or a better quality of care or good outcomes and be able to not have to spend an arm and a leg and cost a fortune for you to do it. So how can I save if it is coming out of pocket or whether it is insurance based um, or whoever is paying for it. The third S is speed. So if I require um, uh, a knee, uh, uh, you know, a sort of uh, knee surgery, and I have to wait three months, six months, nine months to be able to see the consultant or the super specialist, whereas my quality of life is severely impaired because I'm not able to walk properly. Can I jump this queue and go somewhere else and get it done in the next one week or two weeks or three weeks? Uh, so speed, which is important because your quality of life really gets impacted. Um, the fourth one is on uh, S is on service. Where can I go where my service, I believe, can be even higher, where you have uh, the fifth S, which is staff, the most important one, the people, people who come, uh, who have the best uh, way you have really good skilled labor, uh, and where you also have the ability uh, to have a nice experience, because again, manpower does not is not a huge challenge. So those are some of the key aspects with which the lens that we look at medical tourism, and why would people want to come to our 
facilities, whether it is in the Middle East or whether it's in India. Now, there are natural pockets of people who come to us from India or uh, to India. Uh, we serve um, uh, largely around uh, the Asian countries as well as Africa. So, so you have people coming from Afghanistan, from Bangladesh, uh, from Nepal, from Africa, from Oman. So there are a few countries which are traditionally, you know, India is very uh, popular for. Uh, um, and, and you see that when you come to the Middle East and especially Dubai, where we are headquartered, uh, if you look at the last few months, we have served uh, probably people from almost 150 nationalities in the last few months. Uh, just because of the travel hub that Dubai and UAE is, you have a lot of tourists coming in from all over the world. And it's an easy destination for people to get to. Safety is not a challenge. You know, um, uh, language is not an issue. There are great infrastructure for hotels. So it becomes a very natural destination for healthcare, so people can go. And that's the same thing we felt with the Cayman. Just like you said, it's a it's such an easy access to get to Cayman Islands, whether it is from the Caribbean, whether it's from Canada, whether it's from America. And unfortunately, with COVID, what has happened is that people have had to stop a lot of the regular work that patients require just to be able to manage COVID. So the backlog of cases that has come in has been significant. So when people are looking at, can I get access to care sooner? Can I be able to do it at a cheaper price? We really hope that Cayman will be a great destination because it is a beautiful city and a beautiful island as well. If I had to guess, I, I would say from like from South America and also from, from North America, you're going to start probably seeing more if, if they're when that option in the Cayman Islands is available, people yeah. would much rather, I think, make that commute than necessarily going overseas. Um, you know, like, I, I'm not saying they wouldn't, but it's definitely yeah. that's and I'm sure that's that baked into your strategy, right, of why we need a location in the Cayman Islands. It's kind of okay. that that middle ground. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. When when there have you haven't broke ground on that yet, have you or have you? No, no, we're breaking ground. We've got our land now almost uh, uh, kind of identified. Uh, so we will be breaking ground by the end of this year. And we're hoping to commission the hospital by the middle of 2023. So it's Perfect. very exciting. Time. That is yeah. really exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a great time. Um, and uh, it'll be exciting. Now is that is that strictly a, a hospital? Are you are you also going to, or is it? It's a clinic. You said uh, it's a hospital. I mean, we do have clinics, which is also focused on um, on the tourists who come to Cayman Islands. So, like I said, are they things that people, when they're on holiday, they would like to do? There is a wellness orientation as well, because as a group, what we also believe in is it, it should not be about just treating the sick people. It is how do you sort of uh, uh, work mostly on the proactive uh, wellness and well-being as well. So there is an element of that and we wanna be able to merge that in one of the most beautiful islands of the world. Yeah, that's a perfect location. I've personally never been, but obviously I have a, a similar climate here in, in Florida. Um, yeah. Hopefully wanna get down there at some point, but yeah, that's really exciting for you and your team. I, I know uh, working with, with members of your team, they just talk about how excited they are uh, about that uh, to, to be launched. So super exciting. What, one of the things I want to, as we, as we kind of start to wrap up here is I, I always like to give a, a plug or a moment where someone can say that they're going to a, a conference coming up. If anyone wants to maybe see them there or anywhere that you're going, is there anything that you want to say at this time? I think you mentioned uh, an expo you're attending. 
Yeah, so Jared, I mean, the biggest event that's happening, a global event uh, right now is the Expo, which is hosted by Dubai this year. It was supposed to have been last year and naturally with COVID, it got pushed to this year. So that goes live on October 1st. So it's six months, Expo. Um, the way Dubai talks about is the future comes alive. Uh, the world is opening its, I mean, Dubai is opening its doors to the world. So it's a great time to come visit Dubai, uh, enjoy the hospitality, enjoy the amazing uh, infrastructure that's been built here. And it's really about looking into the vision uh, for the next uh, 20, 30 years. So I uh, really excited to, uh, you know, to welcome people to Dubai uh, and even experience uh, medical tourism in that aspect. I mean, come get a health checkup, see how, you know, how well we're doing, because honestly, sometimes you don't even know, right? I think we all have an ostrich policy when it comes to health. So whether in Dubai or anywhere else, all I would say is that people need to sort of, uh, uh, if COVID has taught us anything, it's about sort of being mindful about where we are, where our health is concerned, and then so that we can actively take steps. But Dubai is a great destination. So would love to see people here from the US. Well, thank you for sharing. And Alicia, I hope I can have you back on the podcast sometime soon, because it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Uh, anytime you're talking about medical tourism or Aster, your eyes light up. And that's why I like to do the video portion of these uh, podcasts, because I don't get to see that, right? If we're just doing strictly audio and the audience doesn't get to see that. So uh, thank you again for coming on and hope to have you on again real soon. Thank you, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.